recorded live from a cheese store off of Interstate 9094. Mmm, that smells Gouda. It's the Photo Happy Hour Podcast. Hey, and welcome, everybody. Come on in and grab a seat at the bar. I'm your Photo Happy Hour bartender, Michael Mowbray. And joining me behind the bar are who? Dan Freevault and Carl Kaler. Say hey, guys. Hey, I, hey, I'm, hey. In front of the, I'm in front of the bar, though. What do you got in front of you there? GoPro. Oh, it's like I, I got I got my every time I pull up the script for the intro, I just put it over your face. So not a bad call. I'll, I'll put it over my face this time. There we go. So, what are you guys drinking tonight? Today, tonight, tonight. I have tonight somewhere a red blend. So wine leftover from my birthday. No, yeah, you got to get that done because that was this weekend. Yes, we yes. Probably, I mean, probably the last day on that on that stuff. That, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, is it going to be any good if I pour it? Yeah, I did put it in the yeah. fridge, which I normally don't do, but I've been doing with my reds. And then I took it out an hour before the podcast. I mean, where do you store and, the box? <laughs> yeah. You don't normally store I have the a special box refrigerator where all the box wines go. Yes. You. <laughs> yeah. I have a caramel. So if you have a red, I have a caramel color, but it's whiskey, not wine. So, and I'm uh, I'm drinking the oh! whiskey fairy. The yes! whiskey fairy left me some whiskey. I knew I'd find it somewhere. I have no idea where this came from. <laughs> she, she, at least she left me a little bit in the glass when they when you guys took the bottle with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I know is I I got back home from sink and I unpacked everything and and I had my scotch was in there and Lisa's brandy was in there and I was like, ah. Oh, this is Carl's whiskey. <laughs> I didn't pack this. And truth think, be told, yeah. Carl, I, I actually poured myself a scotch. So I figured no. you would. I'm, I'm, I'm saving this for you in case you ever stop by. It, ha- it could happen. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one <laughs> you know perk, of, I know one perk of making a 20-hour drive through all the weather uh, back well, home. You could take the whiskey with you. Take the yeah. whiskey. You know, guys, the worst, the worst weather, probably some of the worst weather we've had this winter were the two days I drove, the dr- day I drove down to Florida <laughs> and the day I drove back. <laughs> yep. We literally yeah. saw saw semis that were flipped by the wind on the way back. Yeah, wow. Like I'm pulling up, I'm driving up through Illinois and it's like, what is that big, long, dark thing in the, in the median? And we get closer. It was like the underside of wow. a semi that had, was perpendicular to the road. <laughs> it's like, holy crap. That's, that's wow. just freaky. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, unreal. Well, fun stuff. Yeah, at least you uh, were smart, Carl, and sent it home with them. Because at one time when I was teaching it after dark, I uh, bought a bottle of wine, and then some attendees also bought me a, a bottle. And I thought it was so nice that they bought me a bottle. And then I decided that, well, I just couldn't leave it behind. It was a gift, so. I think I, I think I almost put down two bottles of wine. I wasn't feeling too good the next morning uh, when, when I left. So I don't recommend well, doing was, that. <laughs> there, there was a time that I got a, a bottle of wine, a great big one, one of those uh, the kangaroo thing. The I don't remember what the what the brand is. Oh but yeah, it's got the Aussie wine. Yeah. That yeah, thing, yellow, yeah, yellowtail. <clears throat> That's yellowtail. the one, yellowtail. <laughs> they were very appreciative of me. Um, and they gave you a bottle of yellowtail. A great big one. It was huge. They must have really liked you. Yeah. Well, this is before nine eleven happened, and so, um, and I was tired because I, I took a red eye back from Vegas to swap spots because the person that was supposed to speak there was also speaking at the exact same time in Vegas. Um, so it was. I was. I was tired. Very very tired. So get down to the program. Get on the plane, and I thought, well, I can't. I'm afraid to check this on my bags, you know, put it in my bag and have it break. So I, I carried it on because back then you could. So I carried it on. I got bumped up to first class. So I'm sitting in the very first seat. And, you know, <laughs> when you're in the very first seat of first class, there's no place to put anything, right? Because the, right. the crew is stuck no, up there. I and have I'm no like, idea. <laughs> oh, well, it happens. So here I am holding on to this great big freaking bottle of wine and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and when I went to get off the plane and uh, the, the, the stewardess is laughing at me, I said, why? What's, what's wrong? She goes, you wouldn't believe the looks you were getting when people were getting on the plane. Here you are passed over the freaking bottle of wine. 
<laughs> Everyone's walking around going, huh? <laughs> first you, class, you, eh? You get that first seat in first class in some of those regional jets, and they hand oh. you the navigation charts. <laughs> yeah. And a headset. Co-pilot. That's right. You're like, That's oh, okay. Carl, I think we Carl, right. Carl handed this, the flight attendant uh, <laughs> the Oh, the uh, hand sanitizer wipes as, as they walked in, and she died laughing so, on the way back from sync. Because <laughs> her passionate hand sanitizer, I'm like, I got like five extra here. You want one? <laughs> <laughs> she, she was just rolling. She was oh rolling. Uh, Sometimes you got to make you got to make fun <laughs> so that people have a, a smile in their day somewhere. Yeah. You know, why not? Yep. Make somebody yep. happy. It's a good it's, thing. It's worth a shot. And speaking of making people happy, we'd like to thank our sponsor, the Professional Photographers of Iowa. That's a, that was one of my better segues. That was very good. Uh, they want you to know that the PPI Winter Convention is March 18th through 21st in Des Moines, Iowa. This is the year to level up your business. So join fellow photographers for top-notch education from some of our best educators in our industry, like Tom Rouse, Kimberly Smith, Chris Woolley, Alex, Alexis Charisma, Corey McDonald, and... Yeah. And more. And, and more. more. And more. I don't, I don't know who those are, but they're more. That's quite the lineup. I mean, seriously. If we, it's a pretty good lineup. I would, if I wasn't out of town, I would absolutely be trying to get there. I wouldn't want it's, to be one of the more people because it's like, well, yeah. everybody else got their name read, but I'm, I'm just more. more. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all, all photographers are welcome to register and attend this in-person event. It's not required to be a member. Other other features of this event include multiple opportunities for network of networking. Can't read today, a vendor trade show, print competition, and awards banquet. Not only that, oh oh my gosh, a costume party oh. for me, and three shooting bays to get creative and learn hands on in a fun casual atmosphere. So, how do you learn more about that? You go to ppiowa dot com and check it out. No idea how much it costs. It's probably more than a dollar and less than a thousand. Probably. Well, so worth, probably every worth every penny. Worth every penny. <laughs> With yes, that lineup, yes. oh my gosh. Yeah. So we've had some good cool. times there. And, um, yeah. Have we, yeah. Dan, I think we always went to like Cedar Rapids the times we've gone down. I don't know if we've been to Des Moines. I think maybe I was, I was once. I was there once or twice, maybe three times. It, oh, I think I, I was, drove through the fog to get to one in Des Moines to judge and stuff. Yeah. That was See, yeah. I used to go down to Iowa convention when I was in college because the, the studio I was working for and interning for, um, they were very involved in, in, the, in the state. And, but at that time, it was huge. And, and one of the years that I was there, their job was hospitality room. <laughs> so... We helped out with that. It was so packed, and and each little segment of the state had their own thing going on. I remember uh, swinging down a floor to on the outside balcony <laughs> to get in the hospitality Jeez. room of the other because <laughs> the hallway was too crowded. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so, oh yeah, back in the day, oh, you know. Oh, we were <laughs> pounding on Kevin Hart's room because Kevin Hart was. Yeah, uh, that's that's what was, I was going to mention. <laughs> Do it a show. He was going to come to <laughs> he was going to come to the hospitality room supposedly, but he never made it. Yeah. No, yeah, but I got tired happens. of waiting. Went to bed. Wow. Yeah. So, so in case you're joining us for the first time, this is what we talk about. We haven't <laughs> talked about anything yet. We are exactly. All right, we are exactly. three professional photographers who have been around for a while, and we like to get together and have a couple drinks virtually and get together and have some drinks in person too. And when we do, we like to talk about photography and talk real smart smack. And that's the show. Thanks for joining us. This is a a virtual drink. It looks pretty real to me. I don't know. I'm going to get virtually drunk pretty soon then. Virtually drunk pretty soon. So we try to have a topic and this week's topic is kind of loose and maybe a little bit of a, Recap from um, one of our favorite conferences that we were all just at. All stayed together too. All ate uh, ate food together. It was fun. Made some some great lasagna. Uh, I got to learn how to make that bechamel. Or you you used uh, Alfredo instead of bechamel, right? I did. Yeah. I yes. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Dan's quite the gourmand. Gourmand. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh and Carl made some shrimp, some chicken tampi gambi gumby goo. <laughs> Penang. <laughs> yeah, Penang. there we go. That's <laughs> yeah, was it? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Molai may be best known as America's top-rated Godox retailer, but did you know that most of our light modifiers are made exclusively for Molite? Well, at last count, we have 20 different custom Molite brand light modifiers in stock. Our popular Snap line of softboxes are designed to set up and take down quickly while providing beautiful color-consistent light when in use. Our unique exo-focusing parabolics give pro photographers the critical control they need for commercial and fashion shoots. Our 22-inch silver beauty dish includes a grid, a sock, and a padded shoulder bag. And we deliver all of that at a price that's really hard to beat. Plus, everything must pass my own personal testing, and I test everything. And I have to admit, I'm pretty picky about my lighting tools. So if it passes my test, then it could become a Molite branded product. High quality, color consistent modifiers that meet my exacting specifications. Choose a Molite brand softbox or other light modifier as your next lighting tool. It might become your favorite tool. It's good food, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So. So. so what did you learn yeah. that? <laughs> a lot. I sat Wait, was there a program. conference or did we just cook and drink and eat? I, <laughs> I actually didn't go to the conference. I just did the trade show and cook, cooked and ate. And that was busy. Stuff. Busy enough yeah. with the trade yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. It was. That was one of my best trade shows ever. So we, I today. I finally shipped out the last orders from the trade wow. show. It's taken me that long. <laughs> and well, that's uh, a, literally yeah. had. Literally had my FedEx guy swearing the other day. I was, in the, I was in the studio, and I could hear all this bang, bang, flatty, flatty, flaggy, fragging, fliggy, flagging. So I had to open the door, and like I looked at him and said, do we have a problem here? No, dude, we don't have a problem. No, dude. It's a bunkus his dogs. Yeah. It's your job. We're shipping packages, you take them, you ship yeah. them. That's all there is to it. What's that? Yeah, I was I was impressed that I got my package uh, delivered today because I'm like, oh shoot, he's he's probably already knee high, neck high in in sync orders. <laughs> like, so you got your three hundred. Yeah, you got your three hundred. Wow, I do. It's you know when you're dang. just like packing like a madman, you just grab an order, and you throw stuff in the box, and I, I got. Uh, I got nine hundred dollars worth of cardboard Ooh. delivered today because I used up all my boxes. <laughs> Whoops! It's like the there was like a light that the glow, the glowing light, like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, <laughs> it's got that new flash smell too. It does. It smells like it smells like Fleet Farm. Ooh. Uh, it licorice does. It smells in, like in tires. In tires. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I miss that smell. Anyway, well, we yeah. need to get a so sink. So sink. <laughs> Other than, other than the trade show, and other than the trade show being like a sauna, um, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I think I lost five pounds walking through the trade show. But, first night was uh, the worst night. After that, that's I got what I mean. Better. Yeah, the first yeah. night. Yeah. Um, so yeah, programs. I did make it. I did make it to some programs. It was cool to see um, some people that I didn't didn't know really, which which I look yeah. forward to. You know you. There's so many people that we know in the speaking circuit, and uh, it was good to see people like like Gavin Ward, you know, up there showing mm -hmm. showing awesome. his stuff. And then the, the I didn't make it. I wanted to make it into some of the uh, sync sports stuff, even though I don't do sports stuff, just to kind of get a feel for that industry. But then it was tough because I wanted to also see certain people that I didn't hadn't seen or or support other people that I do know are going to do a great uh, program uh, in in the other area, you know, like Latrice and and um, Tammy, and, Tammy Howell. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just different people like that. So yeah. I did get to both sides. Um, I went wow. to I mean, and there were there were some really good nuggets in both sides. But 
the one that really stands out for me uh, was actually on the volume side was Kane's program. And I was wondering about that. Yeah. Oh, dang, dude. It was, it was, he was on, he was just rocking it. And, um, but it, it didn't matter whether you're a volume person or not. It was about the hustle to get the work. And it'll be the same hustle for high school seniors or families or the sports teams that are coming up. I mean, what he's saying got me thinking that, yeah, we're not, maybe we're not trying hard enough. You know, we got to, we got to get out there. We got to make calls. We got to, you know, make uh, handshakes and and talk to people and, and get out there in front of them. And uh, otherwise they're just not going to know you. They're not going to, they're not going to book you. And, uh, uh, and of course doing it without being creepy with kids around too is is a good part of the show. Um, You know, pulling up in your van and talking to the kid that's a, you know, know, eight year old little eager and say, Hey, I got some candy here for you. Uh, Probably not a good way to approach it. Uh, So, so my takeaway from that is don't have, don't drive a van. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't, don't drive a van. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. But it was, it was all about the hustle and it was, it was very well done. Um, Good content and got me thinking about a lot of different things. So, and I've actually started incorporating it already uh, once I got back here. So, yeah. Well, that's the number one tip we always give people is once you see a speaker, you know, take some notes, find some some things to apply, and then do it right away. But right away. a lot of people, you know, we, we know who we're talking about when we say Kane because we've met him before. What's Kane's full name? Do you, Kane Sampson? Kane Sampson is technically, yeah. I, mean, I think his real name is Duquesne Duke because um, he oh. won something last year, remember, or something? They're like, yeah. who's that? Who's that? And he goes running <laughs> up. I was like, like, oh, oh. it's Kane. <laughs> yeah. It's Kane. And yeah, where's he from? Where is so he from? Out east somewhere. He's I mean, from one of the Carolinas, I thought. Yeah, I think so. Could be. I could look up quick. I, I know. I, we woke up that morning. And I was like, oh, Kane's on today. Awesome. And then I yeah. get up to the thing and and they showed the, you know, the two different rooms. I'm like, oh, shoot. I was like, oh, I wanted to see Marnie. Margie, and then, Marnie, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it's like, Kane. I was like, oh. And I'm like, well, I'll sit in some of this and then jump over to Keynes and, and but Marnie just did a great job like her personality and and right, everything right, and just like like I knew what she, I knew everything she was teaching but I just really enjoyed the way she presented it especially because it was pricing and stuff which mm-hmm. um is can be a, a a dry topic you know numbers and pricing and she All had some really cool oh, wait math yeah. oh yeah, yeah oh. math stuff yeah oh wait yeah. <laughs> near drink drink and since I knew it, Carl, you were in Canes, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of like I'm clone. Like, Carl, give yeah. me the no, give me the cliff notes. I'll take yeah. notes, and then you, and then so you kind of fill me in on, on that, uh, which is cool. Is. Yeah, Marnie's uh, just energetic and full of energy, and that, that's the definition of energetic, I believe. But anyway, <laughs> but she's spunk. also got. A, She's got, got spunk. Spark. she's got spark. She's got she's got a lot of spunk. That's what she's got. You got, got spunk, spunk <laughs> which I, yeah, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kane and is another from... another Molite customer right there. So there you go. Shout yeah. out. Give a shout, shout out. Shout. Shout. We did a lot she's of from, dancing too. She's from Kentucky. I didn't. <laughs> oh. I hit the road One before the you nights, guys all danced. Yeah, the night that we danced a lot. It wasn't a lot of dancing going on the next day. <laughs> oh, was that the was that the night you were celebrating? Yes, yes, <laughs> well, there was some, yeah, yeah. There was celebration going on <laughs> yes, for, for for finally getting the the code in the door punched back in into correctly. The condo. Yeah, and and realizing two days later that the patio door was open all week long, <laughs> we could just walk oh, right we in. Well, I know. Every time I came back, the patio was open. It's like, eh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. But we also yeah, had um, a good uh, uh, print competition, um, mm-hmm. which was uh, handled a couple of weeks before that. But they, they had the awards and they had the display um, screen up there showing all the digital entries, which was really kind of cool. I uh, had a good crowd there um, and a lot of questions about it. <laughs> which and was a lot of entries. A lot yeah, of entries. Seven, 700 and some entries. And... Um... A lot of awards. A lot of people, I saw a lot of posts about people super happy about all the awards and how they scored and all that kind of stuff. And of course, you always get a few people who aren't that happy about their scores and their entries. But there's always <laughs> going to be that. Um, and when it comes right down to it, you know, uh, I hear this a lot because I I really push for people to to try to enter print competition, whether it's sync or 
anywhere else, local or national or anything otherwise, because um, I really do feel that it really puts you in the spot to learn. And you're learning from your stuff. You're getting more engaged in watching everybody else's work too, um, which is a really nice thing, which is why I really do like Sync, by the way, because it's more industry related. So you're kind of staying uh, relevant with with what's going on in the senior market, which I think is really cool. But but I always I always get the answer from from people. Well, I'm afraid to do this. I, I, I'm just, I'm scared to enter, and I th- I keep thinking there's why would you be scared to enter? It's anonymous. Nobody knows. It's your right. work. Nobody under. It, it's we don't know the makers. No, you know nobody no. knows. Um, just put it out there unless you tell somebody. No one would have no one would have a clue that your images are up there. So just. Do it and and learn on on your own and and if you want to ha- ask questions, go right ahead. Um, but then it got me thinking <laughs> when I did hear a lot of the complaints and you know finger pointing at the judges and how we don't know what we're doing and all that kind of stuff, which I hear all the time. But it every occurred to me competition. Every, every competition, competition, yeah. yeah. Um, but it occurred to me that it's not a two way street. Um, it's, you know, nobody knows that your image is up there, but those poor five people that are sitting up there in those chairs giving their opinion about an image, not you, the maker, but that image right there in front of them, not knowing the backstory, not knowing anything except for that little rectangle that's up there. <laughs> never seeing it before in seen our it lives before. until it pops up on the screen in and, front of us. And then yeah, I was just going to write that down. Educated. <laughs> the the the, yeah. the backstory, and so I didn't interrupt you. Means but... nothing. It means yeah. nothing. You, they have no idea how much time this took. Uh, You're uh, right. I'm sorry. We don't. We don't. And and I'll be brutally honest. We don't care. No, I don't care how long it took. It's, it's not what it's about. <laughs> and the thing is, though, is those five people are there, um, more or less volunteering. I mean, when it comes right down to it, they're more right. or less volunteering to give the to give the entrance that image an anonymous, fair evaluation with their opinion of their experiences, their skill sets, their knowledge. Um, and hopefully the makers can take that away or take away from that what's going to maybe help them. And some things they're not going to hear. And I and I get that. I'm the same way um, when I enter my images. But um, hopefully some of the things that are set up there, uh, you can take the heart and 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 thicken that skin and learn from it um but you know those those the judges remember there there's no blinders there's nothing in front of them there's nothing to <laughs> there's nothing to hide behind up there nope. and so just kind of keep that in mind um these people are trained they've been in the industry a very long time for the most part um but that being said not all jurors have the same experience or the same years of experience either. And they also aren't trained and as judges to the same degree as others as well. So, um, you know, everybody in, in photographic world is at, are at different levels. Everybody in judging is at different levels too. So, you know, give them a break. Sometimes they're just trying to help that image that's there in front of them at that given time. So, uh, just kind of keep that in mind before you <laughs> right. uh, throw well, chairs and rocks and stones yeah. and things well, like and, that. And yeah, you hit the nail on the head too by saying you know their expertise and you. It's a a very inexpensive form of education. You're learning a lot by entering and 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 in a sense getting the the knowledge from five different people. But if you look at it, just says, "Well, oh, they don't like my image." It's like no, they're trying to help you improve. And I saw that a lot, like. We talked to, you know, several people too, and they're like, oh, I entered last year and I bombed, but you know, I, I took, took the advice from the, from the judges and yeah, it stung a little bit, but I took their advice. I entered now I had, you know, all these image excellences, you know, of, you know, happened this year because they, they learn from that experience instead of like having them, you know, just knock it down. Like, oh, those judges don't know what they're talking about, blah, blah, blah. So they're super excited and, and showing their awards off. It's a great marketing thing. But if they just would have gave up or not listened, you know, it, it's, it, it wouldn't help them at all. So, or if you're like me, I'm so super critical of my images. I'll be like, Psh, 
they way overscored that. <laughs> I, I would have well, gave that like yep. a, a 78. I wasn't even going to enter it. Like, what the heck? You know, <laughs> like sometimes that That's happens. Was, so just set your bar teasing. higher and then you won't be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But, and, and I think a lot of people, and, and Carl kind of touched on, a lot of people just don't understand how much training and how much has gone into be able to sit in the chair and do what we do. It's, we're talking years of training and thousands and tens, tens of thousands, quite honestly, tens of thousands of of images images. reviewed and judged. And that's part of the reason why um, we can, we can look at things and review them and not only score them relatively quickly, but also be able to speak to that image and why we gave that score. Because we have to be, for every single image that we look at and we and we score, we have to be able to talk about it because we don't know yeah. if um, somebody's going to challenge it and then you do have to talk about it. And that sync, one of the great benefits is, you know, we recycle through all the judges and at least one judge says something about every image. So you got to be able to say something about it. And, and a big part of that is being able to justify your score. Why did you give it the score? You know, you're not, you're not just like, yeah, you know, I haven't said 84 for a while. He was kind of punch in an 84. That's a, you know, that's a nice, even number. And you know, it's, there's a reason it's, you know, we put it into a category and then within that category, where do we think it falls? And then we apply the score that would, would be appropriate to that. So a lot of people don't understand that. And, and as Carl kind of touched on too, you know, you're, you can enter anonymously and get all this feedback and nobody ever knows how you did. Yet, as a judge, everybody knows the score. If you're listening, everybody knows the score we give. Everybody knows what we had to say. And every single word is under scrutiny. So we hear after every, and I'm not sitting here just whining. I'm just trying to educate a little bit, is um, people are criticizing every single step of what we do throughout the process. And that gets to be wearing after a while. So, you know, be respectful. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's good, you know, I don't think sometimes people realize, like what you said, the amount of hours and tens of thousands of images that you guys have looked at in training programs. I mean, Carl teaches the <laughs> the, the training for, for right. PPA, like the class that you have to go through for, um, and, and everything. So, I mean, there's... A lot of information that you can digest and digest quickly and not only that there's five other people on the panel so if you're all at around the same number then that's pretty i mean that's five people's opinion but it's pretty accurate if you all kind of land in the same area and the system set up if you don't land in the same area there's either automatic challenges or there's actual challenges to bring it up or bring it down and to not sway the judges but talk it through hey i noticed this this and that oh i didn't notice that or good points this is good things all right i underscored it or i or i overscored it and you know it's no system's going to be perfect but i you know i think that's pretty doggone good system and we're also we're also trained to be very flexible too because something may have not had impact for example i'll use myself as an example something came up and it didn't grab me right away i think that's a nice image it's got some good composition there's a good color harmony i'll give it an 82 and somebody else gave it an 88 and it gets challenged. And as, as it sits on the screen, I'm starting to appreciate it and see more into the image and more of the depth and some of the technique that was done and appreciate it more. Um, you have to be flexible as a judge to listen to your other judges, take into account what they saw and what they have to say about it and adjust your score appropriately. And we do that. That's something that's actually taught. And it's something that is reviewed and critiqued by our higher-ups, our jury chairs will always be watching that to make sure that we're all playing together and somebody's not digging in their heels and just being the, you know, the jerk on everything. So all that stuff is going on behind the scenes, and people don't understand that. Well, it's kind of like, think about it this way. When you were a kid and your mom and dad had whatever for supper, let's say they had beets for supper tonight, and you're like, Oh, beets! Look at that. That it's, it looks weird, and I'm not gonna want to eat beets. And and then you try it, and it's like that's not too bad. But after a while, it grows on you, and you you're like, you know what? I like beets. Um, it things you we're cha- we change. We're human, and it's it's not a, a mathematic score or a computer up there robotically putting a, a, a number on an image that's in print competition. So there is a human factor to this. And that 
it could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. I think more than not, it is a good thing. And, you know, in the classes that we teach, you know, I, I always say when, when we do, we're on score, you know, when it's a scored type of situation, I say, don't be afraid to use the range. You know, don't be, we have from 65 to hundred or whatever it happens to be most time now, 69 to hundred, um, use the range. And I don't, I'm not trying to be nice to people um, because it's not helping. And, and if it images a 72, is a 72. Don't give right. it a 77. I'm trying to be nice. We're, okay, we didn't quite give them that image excellence at sync, um, but we weren't nasty to them. No, um, that's not doing anybody favors because a 75 and a 79 are in the same category. Right. You know? And so have that human factor. And if somebody... Um, I've judged uh, images. In fact, we just judged ASP this last weekend. I had twice that I punched in 100 right away, out of the box. You know, right? My first number I punched in that score pad was 100. I also had images that were 69 right out of the box. And now there's been times that, okay, you, you punch in 98 and everybody else is at 82. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you're like, okay, I'm on a limb here. I better listen and find out, okay, was, did I just like it? Cause I like the color blue and almost everything in here was blue. That can happen because we're sure. human. You know, they, I liked that kind of light. That's the kind of pattern of light that I do use more often. It's comfortable to me. So I like it more. It's appealing. But once they started giving the examples and their justification of where they were at, I start going, you know what? You're right. I was overzealous about that, or I was too harsh on an image. It's you got to. I want that human factor because I want that excitement and the passion both ways, because it's all about what's going to be best for learning about that image and what we can all take away from it, whether it's our image or not. But at the same time, because it's a, a human element, you need to be able to sit back and swallow your pride a little and say, "You guys are right." Um, I was too harsh mm -hmm. or you guys are right. I understand that now. Um, I was out on a limb. I, I was too passionate about this and, and I overscored it. Um, and that's the sign of a good judge. If you score 78 to 82 all the time, you're not helping anybody do anything. That's like getting likes no. on Facebook, which yep, by the is. way, which by the way, I'd like to try this. Like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, when th this, would be, and this would be a good experiment. I was telling Dan about this on the phone the other day. I said, you know, if you if you put an image post an image on Facebook and everybody's like okay this is a Dan Freevault image so you're like 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 and it's really cool so you get a lot of likes but no one's going to say anything really bad about it but if you could if Dan could post an image out on somebody's site and have it be anonymous just an image no name attached or anything no one has any idea whose it is i guarantee you you're not going to get the same comments. You're not going to get the same amount of likes with the same audience. It's not going to happen. That's what those jurors are doing up there in those five seats. They're trying to be honest about that image in front of them. Right. What they feel in their heart is going to make it a better photographic image uh, or what is great about it that we can all take away from it. And that's yeah. something to and kind along of those lines, if you do know the maker, you have to – DQ, disqualify DQ. yourself. Uh, and yep, and yep. I was talking yep. to some people, this happens every year at Sync, people come up with that like question. I'm like, oh no, they they know the maker, they have to DQ because they're like, well, they know that so-and-so. It's like, well, no, if they truly know. Now, you can look at certain people's images and think, oh, that looks like a Dan image or that looks like a Corey a, image or that or looks Richard like a Richard Sturdivant or something. Sturdivant. But, yeah. Yeah. You have to but you can't take that thought and just throw it out of your head right yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Because especially people that have been in the industry that start teaching their techniques. Now other people are emulating it. So how dare that almost, people are getting good enough from what they're teaching that they're doing stuff that's similar. How dare they? How how dare, dare right. They. That's a good well, thing. That, it, yeah. It's a, it's a good thing. But then it also, it's like, Oh shoot. Like, you start to like think of all you these things, know. you know, so you don't know. I, I've um, seen, I've seen 17 giraffes in this competition so far. They can't all be Sandra Pierce's. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it could almost hurt like someone like Sandra because it's like, exactly. Is, you know, if the, if the technique isn't up to par, you know, but that's why you kind of throw that out. She's moved on to squirrels now. 
too. Squirrels. <laughs> I don't know. This year, that's, a, that's an inside joke there. So yeah, hopefully she's yeah. listening. <laughs> this year at ASP it was gorillas and apes. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. It's like there's probably oh my. 15 or 20 apes. Yeah. Without actually, there's probably more than that. But there's like 15 or 20 that came through my panel. It was crazy. Uh, two it's years year ago, it was hairless cats. Oh God! Yeah, yes, what was yeah. up with that? Yeah. Cats <laughs> should have. Oh my hair. God! There's so many hairless cats in this competition. <laughs> they should have hair. <laughs> well, that you know that brings up another point. Like in in PPA competition or in the sync competition, when a particular like camera angle or you know like the wide angle low stuff or the dramatic off camera flash or whatever. Or- once yep. things get going, like if you're the first to the table, you're you're going to have that impact. But as more and more people emulate that style, the impact's going to go down. So you always that's the thing I like about print competition is trying to push reinvent. myself into create reinvent and do something yep. different where they don't know like, oh, I didn't know that was your image or that's something exactly. new and different. And that's why I went after my master artist degree, too, because it pushed me i hated that getting that degree it was difficult if i'm talking about frustrating and difficult you you enter that competition tell me about Why? it yeah. it's been right. one, one more merit, man. for years <laughs> yeah. well, i think i got three it's no go. joke man no, it's no joke. joke that's a that's tough, what i i, I pride myself on that in my in my artist case is that there's a great diversity across the entire case but the problem with my diversity is it's everything from a 76 to a loan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, uh, it's well, not well, a diversity of look, it's diversity of quality. Quality, of quality. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll throw this out there too, because when I entered, I always entered for myself. I entered something that I loved and, I, it, and it was like, it pushed the envelope and I'm like, you know, it could either score a 76 or it could score a 86. Like you never really knew. And I was okay with that risk because I'm like, this is what I love and I'm going to go for it. But if it did score a 76, it's like, ah, you know, that's, that's, that's fine. Uh, it didn't bother me. You know, I think sometimes people no. get too competitive and too like, I have to do really well. And I mean, that can be good to push you, but if it but- sends you over the top, then, you know. Like I've told people too, it's like, you know what? You're better off not entering because it's just, it's too stressful for you. If you're not learning and not enjoying it, then it's just not the right thing for you. And that's okay. And that happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen that happen. Yeah. Or certain people that are just so extremely talented and, and they have a certain style and that style may not do well. But that doesn't mean that that style isn't awesome and they can't sell art. Like there's a girl in my town that creates amazing artwork and she goes, I know I have to, I should enter, I should enter. I go, you know what? You're doing fine. You're selling art and you're in art galleries and all this stuff. Like you're going to, you may enter this and you, it might discourage you. And, and that's, you don't need that. Like just keep doing what you're doing. You and have some, your. And sometimes it changes out. your art because then you start it, yes. to do art. Yeah for the scores and start to do the art for awards. Right. And I mean, it changed, it changed my photography in good and bad ways. And I've actually started to back off from that and not worry about when I've got the camera in my hand, um, shooting client work, whether I'm shooting for competition, you always used to be, uh, have a competition in the back of your mind because you, you know, you never know when you're going to get an opportunity to create a competition Mm -hmm. image. I've gotten rid of that. So when I'm photographing clients, I'm applying all the composition, color, harmony, yeah, rhythm of light, it, all that you stuff. You still have it's the still basics there, in your head. Yes, but you I'm not thinking basics. print competition when I'm photographing my clients. Now, I'll shoot things for competition, or I'll look through my client work and say, you know, that's that can score in print competition. But it's the client work first, and then it backs its way into print competition versus having that competition thing in my head all the time. So that's just what's... I found it had to work for me because I got too focused on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way too exactly. On print competition. And it, it takes, yeah, I kind of compare it similar to when I started photography. I didn't know any of these rules and I was like shooting and having fun and joking with my clients and like, this is a blast. And then all of a sudden, 
I had certain people critiquing my image. like, oh, you have, you have skill, but like, if you get your lighting a little bit better, if you do this, you do that. So then I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh. So I was obsessed with getting my lighting. Right? And so what I did is I'd get in a session. And I'd be putzing with my lighting and fiddling with stuff. And, you know, triggers aren't working and lights aren't recycling because you know, of problems before the, the you weren't using you know, lights the at nice, the time. Yeah. that's right right wasn't. as i say before the whole <laughs> you know, was, 20 pound 20 pound battery and all this yeah. you know oh, yeah. neutral density filters and all these other th- hacks to try and get this look which was a lot harder back then which we've touched on in this podcast in the past as well but yeah now godox makes it where you don't have to think but back like then, cheating. when you had to think, you lost, yeah, you lost your connection with the client and the images weren't as good. And then, the, you know, it's like, well, then they didn't have as much fun and then their profit wasn't as, as good either. They couldn't really tell that the lighting wasn't as good. It was all about the experience. You but know? but right. you just hit right on, this, right on the head of it. It was what the client liked because it was comfortable to them. It was more comfortable as far as experience because – you as the as the photographer weren't fumbling around trying to get things right and nervous because I can't get this to work and they have technical problems. None of that was there. It was just a connection that you're always there for their experience and they felt that they, they're comfortable about it. In the same sense, the images that you produce, if there's a comfortable level of acceptance of that image, that's really what we're what we're trying to find and scoring it. It's about I know there's all these different elements that we're trying to score about, but when it comes right down to it is, did it make them comfortable by looking at it? Is Does the light make yeah. them look three-dimensional? Is it blowing out areas that makes them less appealing? Um, is, are the colors working and balancing? Does, it, does the image overall have a good balance? Because people like to see balance when they look at a flat piece of paper. And it's psychology of it all in all when it's all said and done. So um, the things that we're, looking at and analyzing evaluating in print competition are really what's going to make you more uh elevated in the eyes of your more, guests more as better. well more, more, more better, gooder yeah. much more, more gooder. gooder that's right yeah well yeah and two things with that i'm on a roll now i'm fired up go roll it, man. <laughs> it's, uh, take it go for the it same thing you know you guys as judges you're quick you're looking at things and you're, you're analyzing doing everything from entering print competition, I've learned those things. So when I'm in a session uh, and someone like my assistants or the moms are always like blown away, they're like, you see everything. It's like, same thing. Your eyes going like, oh, oh yeah. move your chin, twist your hand, bring your chin this way. Oh, there's a wrinkle there. Oh, fix that necklace. And like, you're, it's the same kind of thing. Like in print company, you can look at it and quick give it a score. It's like when you, every time you compose, it's like, oh, no, there's a merger. Oh, no, there's a bright light back there. Oh, that hair is like sticking out. Oh, that earrings. Like you're doing those same things every single day in a session. All so the time. Yep. it's yep. the same thing when looking at, at images. And, and we got to be able to, that's, that's what I've learned through print competition. And that's what's made my images better, my everyday images better. Um, now, with those score, great and merit no but they no. like carl said that when someone looks at it same thing when someone looks at a a crummy piece of design you know you can look at a bad design you you don't have to have a design gr- degree but if it's got 15 different fonts and 14 different <laughs> colors and the the a clip art is is jagged and ratchety you're like yeah you know you, you know you get the you get the the flyer in a mail for oil change and it's like whoa man, i'm not going there you throw it right. to the side you know so you know you don't have to have a design degree to, to, to notice that same thing with our clients they can look at something and be like hey that's that's good work i don't know why i like it well, but we're tricking him into by the design elements that's why they like it on that on the same note just because cream is going to rise to the top period i mean the best images are going to end up scoring the highest they're going to end up getting the awards which we'll talk about later probably maybe possibly maybe yeah. i don't want to yeah. um <laughs> but but just because your image didn't score higher than the other people that were there entering doesn't mean that it wasn't a great image and it doesn't mean that it wasn't great for that guest it, right. it just it's just different it's not better or worse it's just different that's all um so just kind of keep that in mind too as we're <laughs> wading through this educational experience that it really is <laughs> or or you can we've touched on this before too you could have very good clean let's say average work 
but you are a heck of a salesperson and you Absolutely. have a business person and you're marketing, you have everything locked in. You're going to be making tons of money. Someone else that you may respect that has like, you look at their images, you're wow, do you think they're the greatest thing ever? They could have spent all year on four images and yeah. won all kinds of awards and and their sale, they could be the starving artist that is a wonderful artist that yeah. has no business sense and they could be struggling like to, to, to pay their bills. So like, you know, you know, have a balance. balance that out too. have a balance yeah. and, and, and print competition know, should not that. be your whole dang life. <laughs> right. I we mean, seriously. In that too. Yeah. Too many. So yeah. here's one for you. I'm going to throw this, this name out for you. Um, uh, Felice, uh, Bosher. She's out in Maine. She's a, a friend of mine that we, we studied with Jay stock together. Um, I invite you to go look at her work. Look at her on Facebook. Um, last name, B-O-U-C-H-E-R, I think. B-O-U-C-H-E-R. Okay. Yeah, Felice. Um, Felice has at times done really well in print competition, at times not understood. Um, but I remember back when I first met her, this is back in the days of film, okay? Not digital, no Photoshop. Uh, which is another topic we'll talk about some other time. Do you uh, meet her but, on a covered wagon? <laughs> uh, no, um, but she was. She, she, we were in a J Stock seminar uh, workshop week long thing that we we're that we were hanging and doing. But um, she actually did layers in her work by layers of glass. So she'd have a model laying down, and then she'd have a, a piece of glass with. So weeds or oh, sure, ferns sure. or something, and then another layer of glass and so on and so forth. Just way, way before the time overlays. And she had now overlays, overlays in camera. In camera. Exactly. And it was yeah, just in insane. Camera. But her her idea, her thought process was just you could buy them. She'd ship the panels as, to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't downloadable if that's what you're asking. No. They were, no, uh, no. But <laughs> Her work now is is sort of she's I'm not sure she's doing any entering anymore at all, um, which is too bad because I really 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 love her work. Uh, but she's in um, art shows and you know uh, juried art shows all over up and down the East Coast now. And so when you look at what is going on in the juried art shows for artists for that art eye, the art mind, the art personality. Um, Every time I see her work come through on Facebook, I know it's hers right away. It's a style. It's a persona. It's a quality level that just screams Felice. And it's a really good example of um, does print competition something you always have to do to make it better or to make you known? No, not at all. But once it helps reach that plateau um, that you can find to be your own and to be – recognizable as your work i mean it can help you get to that quality level that that people stop and go whoa we gotta look at this um it is quite lovely so i invite you to look at felice's work um what's her last name again navidad Bocher. Oh, that keeps going through my head. <laughs> I, I can see it. Oh I can see it rattling around in there. <laughs> it's going, but Bosher, B-O-U-C-H-E-R. Especially since I leave from Mexico in a few weeks. So. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Crazy. But, yeah, check your stuff out. Um, it's, it's amazing. Por favor. <laughs> <laughs> no more Christmas, por favor. And, uh, and since we're in. taking a <laughs> <laughs> it says we're taking a moment. The Photo Happy Hour is sponsored in part by MoLight, Innovation and Integration in Photographic Lighting, and by Seniors Unlocked, featuring education, overlays, not made on a glass, overlays, <laughs> brushes, textures, and more for enhancing your photography. Learn more at store.seniorsunlocked.com. And by Carl Kaler's one-on-one group mentoring. You can contact Carl through his website at photoimagesbycarl.net. And for more education. The Photo Happy Hour has been brought to you by Professional Photographers of Iowa. Be sure to check out their upcoming convention March 18th through 21st in Des Moines. For more info, go to ppiowa, that's ppiowa.com, and learn more. Like and subscribe. 
Yeah. So there. I don't know if you had anything else to say, but I just thought it was a good opportunity before I forget to get in our sponsors. So I think so. I, you know what? I'd love to go to keep I trying to make to these Corey's shorter. Program. <laughs> but I know we're, we I just looked out at the time going, oh, my, wow. yeah. my last and my, my other podcast, 10 minutes or just a little bit under 11. I'm like, cool. What the heck? Is it yeah, I wrote it. You don't have t- well, two other people. Yeah. <laughs> 22, 33. I mean, okay, we're over that. Wrote it, line. recorded it, edited it, and posted it in an hour 45. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should try that we're sometime. O- we're over that. <laughs> That's right. It's not a competition, damn it. <laughs> so if we're going to sum things up, sync good. Sync moving. Sync's going to be in Fort Myers, Florida next it year, is. which is going to be warmer. Um, we're warmer. not going to have our uh, our VRBO condo like we've had the last few years. Our three-story New Orleans-style 15, 16-foot <laughs> ceiling kind of thing. Um, yeah. Viking hot, range. Viking range. <laughs> I had a hot tub and a fireplace in the bathroom. That well, was crazy. in your room, yeah. <laughs> I know. On the, on the top floor. Because yeah. I took Mrs. Mo Light with me, so right. <laughs> Carl and I had bunk beds and with a, a right. low chandelier. That <laughs> of course we we did have to um, room with with Crystal for for a night because we had to put up Ryan and his wife. Um, it, this is another thing. You know what? This is a good thing too. You know, at Sync, this shows you that our photography family. Um, the hotel had some issues, no <laughs> doubt about it. Um, and didn't have a room for them that was already reserved uh, for two of our Wisconsin uh, crew people. And um, so they called and said, can we sleep on a couch or something? And we, you know, we just made room. We just, and that's yeah. what we do. We are, that's the photography family. You make room and, and bring them in. And um, so, <laughs> we so had next a year, I'm going to yeah, next time yeah, I'm exactly. going to book a room. A, I'll be like, oh, I'm shoot, they messed up. Yeah, come and with me. Someone put me up. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Mark. sleeping in a bathtub again. Well, not yeah. not with you anyway. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different story. On that yes. note. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Be sure to check out the YouTube version of our podcast, although I'm a little a little behind on editing and posting those, but I'll get caught up on that pretty quick. And that's at, uh Yep, uh, Photo Happy Hour podcast. So if you look for that on YouTube, you can actually see what we look like and then never see us again. Um, sure be sure to good. like and give us a five-star rating on uh, whatever podcast app you use. And uh, if you're not subscribing, do so, all, do so. Do so already. That doesn't make any sense. He said, More scotch for me. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so until next time, guys. <laughs> Cheers to Cheers. you. Cheers. Cheers. Last call. You've been listening to the Photo Happy Hour podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to not miss a single action-packed episode. And join our Photo Happy Hour Facebook group where we'll post links to the stuff we all talk about. You can find my Molite gear online at www.gomolite.com. That's G-O-M-O-L-I-G-H-T.com. You can find the Facebook page under Molite Store, and I also run the Godox Flash Help Group on Facebook. You can find Dan's Senior Unlocked website at www.seniorsunlocked.com. That's seniors with an S at the end, unlocked.com, and the Facebook group under Seniors Unlocked. And you can find Carl's Coaching Corner at www.ccphotocoach.com. ccphotocoach.com. Till next time, cheers to you. Subscribe now or I'll send you a gift. I'll give you a hint. It's in my diaper and it's not a toaster. I'd like to stay in chat, but Lois has pudding. And I need to go make more gifts for non-subscribers.